Quiet on the set. Action. And welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast. I am your moderator today, Jacob Gulliver, and I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite, and we're going to make up a movie very fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. We have our writer, Tom, who is the gore technician on Bone Tomahawk. We have Brianna, our director, who was Robert De Niro's wardrobe supervisor on Stardust. And we have our producer, Kyle, who is Jared Leto's publicist. Welcome, friends. It's good to be here. Very excited. Yeah. I'm honored. Any break from Jared is is pretty good. I understand. All right, so here is your prompt. The theme of this story, dark action. The main characters are a mysterious biologist and a negative leader. The major event of the story is theft. Okay, so if it's if it's going to be dark action, we're going to take dark literally and we're going to set it at the bottom of the ocean. It's going to be set in a submarine facility that is researching looking for other forms of life at the depths of our own ocean. And the, uh, the negative leader is going to be the, uh, the military captain who's in charge of the base. And our main hero is going to be the uh, mysterious biologist who shows up on a submarine that has been sending out a distress signal and is picked up by this base. And the biologist there is, says that they have evidence of a alien life form uh, nearby that is hostile. And so the plot of the movie will be uh, sort of a thriller action piece. People in the base aren't sure if the biologist is who they say they are, or if the biologist is, you know, actually there to save everyone. And it's going to be, it's going to be very tense. There's going to be a lot of dark imagery, especially being at the bottom of the ocean. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of good opportunities for close and tight character development. The theft is going to be part of the, the, the submarine that the, the biologist arrived on. Uh, it's going to turn out, one of the twists is that the, it was, had been stolen from another base. So that'll, that'll add to the mystery and uh, the suspense. Don't have quite a, an ending worked out down yet. Maybe maybe we give it a little ambiguous near the end as to uh, who was really the bad guy. Maybe the, the bad guy was society in general or, or something like that all along. Okay. Do we have names for these characters or anything else we should know about them? The the military leader should probably have a very like mil, you know strong name, something like uh, Captain Captain Thorn, or or something very sharp and harsh. The uh, biologist though should have something that that tells them that they're uh, they're mysterious. Valerie, we'll go with Valerie. Okay. And do you have a title for this film? Not as of yet. No, it's untitled. All right, so Brianna, you have a draft for this untitled piece from our writer, Tom. It's very dark, it's tense, it's inside an underwater research station. It's spooky, it might have an alien. I'm excited. What do you think? Is this something that we can make? And if so, how are you going to turn this into something unique and exciting? So my idea for unique and exciting is we're going to start out by only doing uh, shots as if they are being filmed from the computer systems within this base. 
So every single one of them is going to be from these these odd angles and perspectives as if it's security cameras or uh, the camera on your computer or you know, like those ones Almost that you like do journals on. footage movie, but yeah. just with archival footage. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing this, this Valerie, you said? Valerie. Yeah, uh, I, I want uh, that actress from Torchwood that plays Tosh. What's her name? I think she'd be great at being that very mysterious and a little bit innocent at the beginning, which will give that theft twist even more of an impact. And for that negative leader, Captain Thorne, he's got to be just a little bit lovable too, so that you can forgive him for being negative. And that way, when he, I assume, dies at the end, you you feel for it. And so I'm thinking uh, Nathan Fillion for Captain Thorne. What about in terms of like the the style or the way that this is going to be edited together? What do you see in terms of like a structure or a, a feeling that you want to get from this movie? Well, I want the feeling the whole time that you don't know which of them is to be trusted. A lot of the cuts are actually going to stop them mid-sentence so that you never know how their thoughts end and everything can be taken ambiguously. Okay. So kind of an experimental editing style yeah. for this. Just try and keep it really mysterious. And, and right in the middle, I want to Feel like leave. it's missing pieces from the, the archives, as Ex- it were. Exactly. Okay. With with one piece in the middle that is a solid seven minutes minutes of static. Okay. <laughs> my, my one worry is that I don't want to ever see the alien. I, I feel like any movie that puts a face to the fear just turns out badly. And did you want to add a title? Or do you want to leave that to the studio? Darkness Beneath. Darkness Beneath. Okay. Working title. Working title. All right. So, Kyle, you've got a draft for Darkness Beneath working title from your your writer and director. It's sort of an experimental found footage movie about maybe an alien and an underwater research station. What do you think? Is this something that you can make? And how do we make this thing some money? Well, I mean, the, the underwater suspense movie is a genre that as well as sub-sub-genre, if you will, pardon my pun, as well established, I mean, The Abyss, Leviathan, Sphere, and varying degrees of success. But I think we got a hit here. I think I like the script is great. I'm loving the, the weird angles and everything. Uh, I'm going to send some notes back. I, I'm going to encourage the director to use those, but not exclusively. Like, intersperse them with some real moments. Like, anytime. Maybe a character's doing something secret by themselves. That's when we get a view from the security camera and all. But but I would like some real cinematography in there as well. I'm very much down for never seeing the alien, but the alien should be a main character. So I want you to play around maybe with some, uh, like, put a GoPro on a stick and just have, like, the camera move like the alien. Have fun with that. Like, chase people down. And if it doesn't work, we'll just cut it back to never seeing the alien or point of view at all. But I'd like to see some shots of that before we decide to put in the final cut. However, the one thing is, is I think your cast is perfect. Uh, Naoko Mori and Nathan Fillion are tremendous actors, but they're not really known. They're, they're, when you do actors like that, that cast speaks sci-fi original to me, like a Friday night television movie. And, and that's going to have a small budget, like two or three million. But I'm thinking we're going to be the abyss of the 21st century. We're going to be a big... Jimmy C. That's James Cameron. He and I are big friends, you know. Jimmy C. Like esque scale of a movie. We're gonna give this badass a big hundred and fifty million dollar budget. So 
we can use Nathan Fillion as like a rank and file scientist or something, just a guy on the station. But he's just going to be like a cameo or say, our, our lead, Captain Thor, we're, we're going to go. You know who's hot right now? He just came off, and, and we know he can play a bad guy. And, you know, you'll know him from Bone Tomahawk, Kurt Russell. He's going to play Captain Thorne. And because we're doing underwater aliens, we want to remind people of Jimmy C. Greatness. Sigourney Weaver is going to play her scientist. But also, she's going to lead a team of scientists, and her, like, right-hand person who's an expert on uh, xenothropes is going to be Viola Davis. So I need to get a creative actor for Viola. Oh, like, we're hitting, like, and then the rest of the cast, we're just going to get all of the best character actors from, like, The Wire and stuff that are just Dominic West, Lance Reddick. You know, we're just going to fill this cast with some of the best character actors where people may not know that actor's name, but they're going to have chops, and it's going to be helmed by... Sigourney Weaver, Kurt Russell, Viola Davis at the top of the poster, and this thing's going to sell. All right. So, Tom, you've got $150 million. You've got some big names attached. You've got quite a lot of names attached, actually. You've got a tentative title, Darkness Beneath. What do you think? Is this the direction you're hoping for? What are you going to add to this? I like the title. Uh, I think, in retrospect, having seen how the project has grown, some of the, some of the, the themes may be a little bit overused but I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what we can do with it so I, I was thinking of a few things I could add uh, to the script since I left sort of the end uh, unfinished uh, a few twists if you will I, I was thinking that you know since the the sub one of the twists is the submarine that the biologist arrived at the base in turns out to be have been stolen from somewhere else maybe maybe the biologist if she's gonna have a, a team of people uh, arrive there with her team so maybe one of the plots can be that someone on her team is actually trying to get the alien out, uh, you know, bring it to, to bring it, you know, not just have stolen the submarine, but steal it uh, to use for their own means and escape the base in a, something longer range, um, you know, probably pretty remote. Yeah, something like that going on, throw even more tension into the into the cast, really work the actors' performances. And I was thinking maybe maybe even a twist at the end where it's revealed that you know all this time you think you know you're at the bottom of the of the ocean on Earth, but it's actually you're on an alien planet. This is a, a group of colonists and scientists who have come to this other planet that isn't Earth. That gets revealed at the end. So it's not so much a surprise that there's alien life. It's it's more the fact that you know they're trying to that they discovered intelligent alien life on this alien planet. But uh, yeah, I think I think I'm actually. Uh, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, you know, I've, I've had some bad experiences in the past working in the industry, so I'm I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out. Are you keeping the title? Yeah, I was I was actually thinking something similar, but I wanted to see what everyone else had in mind. So. All right, so Brianna, you've got notes back from the studio. You've got yeah. some names attached. the The script has stayed mostly the same, aside from a few small changes. Are you going to keep your, your vision from before, or do you want to go bigger now that you've got more money? Well, I was talking to my friend Rob, and uh, he he was saying he really likes the idea of the GoPro alien, but he wants to he wants to help out with that. He he called in a couple of his friends, and he's actually going to create a hand based on his own hand. Uh, th- this is my friend Robert De Niro, of course. But he wants to voice the alien and only show shots of its hand. So he's going to be wearing the GoPro for all of this and just creating the noises that it makes. We're going to have to explore how that's going to change things. But I think it would be really fun if we do the final shots where you find out that it's another planet, but you actually do those shots from inside the alien's mouth. So you're going to build like a... a No, no, we're going to do it in Robert's mouth. 
You got a camera that's small enough to fit in there? Oh, of course. They use them for all kinds of like medical Doesn't things. Doesn't need to be that small of a camera with Bobby D. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Anything you're going to change about your uh, uh, editing style or the, the storytelling being used? Well, I feel like with the, the new direction we're going in, uh, we can get pretty high tech on some of this. So I'm actually going to set it up so every single one of the actors is wearing a camera at all times that you can't see. And then we're going to intersperse bits from each of those cameras into every shot so it's flickering constantly. I think that might actually be how the aliens see are you going to imply that in the story? I think we should. I think we should. All right. So, Kyle, you've got some notes back from your writer and your director. The title has stayed. Sure. What do you think? I, can't, I keep forgetting what the title is. That's probably Darkness not. beneath. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's not a bad title. It's just not memorable is all. It's fine. We'll, we'll revisit that. I'm, I'm digging the, the cameras on each of the individual actors. I think we have fun with our budget. We can do, we, we should hire a VFX company to this nice, overhead like heads up display on it so it'll have like the person's name and it'll say like johnson evers and like their position you know second lieutenant science division and we have like their vital signs and all in one corner and everything so it's like we're i like cutting from each one and everything so we're getting the different points of view and i like the idea of maybe the alien is able to hack into the 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 feed of the videos or something maybe it's some kind of like biometric alien or something that's microscopic maybe it's you know, and then it can take over when it gets into their people's technology or their bloodstream. It actually takes them over. You know, so you're saying that the the videos from the aliens' perspective will be from inside the actors' mouths yeah. because the alien is that small. Yeah, exactly. And it's getting around. We're gonna keep it now. I love this idea of it overall being on another planet at the end and not revealing it. We won't mention that in any of the marketing or anything. We're gonna play it very close. We're gonna sell this as an underwater you know, stuck in a haunted house, but you can't run outside because you're underwater kind of thing. People love those kind of like taking the haunted house model. And then when the reveal at the end, we can spin that off into a franchise. Like we have different explorations in this world, kind of like they did with the Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick, like the first, uh, was it Near Dark or whatever the movie is? It just started with them in a cave running away from aliens and all. And then they spun it off this big epic. So I think we can, let's just focus on making a good movie, but with the reveal of the plan at the end, we got we got a whole world to deal with, which is I think is great. Having Kurt Russell and Sigourney Weaver in a basically alien action movie, that's going to put all the hardcore genre fans are going to come out initially, they're going to talk to their friends, and even if the film's mediocre, which it's not, this film's great, we'll do just fine. But since this film is great and we got those names attached, I think that's awesome. We're going to have Kurt Russell do all the press junkets with a pirate's hat on to sell the sea thing really well. And then there'll be a nice buzz because they'll think Kurt Russell's kind of gone crazy. We'll have the rest of the cast do press junkets about all the weird things that Kurt Russell did. I know this works because we always we spread leaks about all the weird things Jared Leto does to his co-stars. So I know when it got word, like Suicide Squad made money because everyone wanted to see all the crazy things. But Jared Leto did his Joker and he was in the movie for like four minutes, but it doesn't matter the money. The movie made tons of money, so who cares? So we'll do the same thing. We'll, we'll put Kurt Russell as our crazy guy. He's down for it. He's a professional. And I think he's always wanted to wear a pirate hat anyway. I mean, who hasn't? And we're going to test two titles with, with focus groups. We're going to test your title, the one I keep forgetting, at Atlantis 2525. 
as the other title. We'll okay. see. We'll see which one the focus groups like best. We'll let the focus. All right. Well, decide. it's going out right away, so you better pick one. Uh, I feel like Atlanta's twenty five twenty five just brings me back to the mid nineties. Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. Oh, that was a show, wasn't it? Yeah. So we'll go with the other one that I can't remember. Darkness beneath. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to plug all this data into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like sonar pings. So uh, th- this movie is kind of mixed results. It's it's really interesting. All the people who love B movies and like you know weird sci-fi and like Kurt Russell movies and Sigourney Weaver movies come out the first couple of weekends and it receives you know some response. It's kind of fairly mixed reviews. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, you know, people like uh, Duncan Jones really like it, and people like Jim Cameron really don't. <laughs> and it's so it's kind of a mixed response. You you don't make your money back. You get about you know a third to a half of the money back over time. But it actually enjoys a really interesting second life as a, a VR experience. The the Oculus Rift folks buy all of the the rights to this, and because you had cameras on every actor they found a way to simulate that experience through the the rift so and because it's got big names in it and like you know real famous actors and stuff you know the people who buy vr horror games on steam get really really into it and get you know this experience like they're there like they get to be the monster or experience that this you know submarine is is being attacked by monsters so all in all over the course of the next you know five or six years you make your money the rest of your money back through the, the Steam sales and the Oculus Rift sales of the, the game, but it doesn't reach the, the critical success that you might have originally wanted. So with that said, you guys have uh, a few minutes to go back. You can use your, your magic movie machine power, because it's predicting the future, to try and make any changes. You can also call it art and you know stand by your decisions. It's completely up to you. So beginning with our writer, Tom, what do you think? Well, uh, looking at it, Especially with that that uh, VR revelation, I I think I'd want to go back to the script and rewrite the entire thing. Kind of keep the story pretty much the same, but rewrite the entire thing so that it's from the aliens' perspective, so that the entire story is uh, is told from this alien that's trying to es- essentially escape from these humans, uh, get off the space, or just just get out. So you know, crawling through the vents, uh, taking over people's bodies, <coughs> like it's all. Still has that sort of that sort of found footage sort of feel, but it's it's something different from usually what you get in the usual found footage movie or story. And that that way, uh, even if it you know the time travel doesn't work and the film still fails, then the VR will be even even better because it'll it'll be more uh, geared towards that. Also, the title, uh, like I liked Darkness Beneath, but maybe maybe something more I don't know something that resonates with people better. So underneath like just a single word yeah i think i'm yeah i think like a single like underneath or uh beneath beneath yeah all right brianna so you've had a title change you've had the request to put everything from the perspective of the alien what do you think about that and what do you think about the results of your movie Uh, i like the title change i i'm I'm seeing how we missed out on a very specific uh crowd that we could have activated and brought to the surface in fact I'm, I'm wishing we had looked into the MMO market before we had released this because if you can imagine a VR world in an MMO that puts you into the aliens mind if we're redoing it all from an aliens perspective I would love to see that game be released simultaneously so you can experience it from each perspective 
and then try the other. So you're, you're planning on putting some of the movie resources into developing an MMO and, you know, and your own experience, essentially, for exactly. part of this. Okay. I think our big mistake here might have been Kurt Russell. I think that if we had found someone actually still relevant in the world, we might have had just a bit more impact. To that end, I say, why are we casting a man? We should have given that role to Tilda Swinton. All right. So, Kyle, you've got a, a hard recast there. You've got uh, heavy-duty developments in your uh, the video game market for this, and you've got the vast majority of the movie from the perspective of the alien. What do you think? Are you going to stick with it? All right. So, I, I take offense to the fact that they said I, I put Sigourney Weaver and Viola Davis in the film. That was two of the three leads were women. As the side characters. No, they were the scientists, and they, they were the protagonists. And Kurt Russell's the antagonist, and and the alien is just the force of nature that forces us to see the real evil of Kurt Russell. That's the whole point of this movie. But Tilda Swinton is pretty great. But I abhor the fact that you think Kurt Russell is no longer irrelevant. That hair will always be relevant. I'm just saying we can make Kurt Russell the assistant. I mean, but he. But could, could we make Kurt Russell like maybe the, the base's AI Ooh. computer system? I mean, wouldn't Sigourney Weaver be better for that? True. We, we could switch yeah. it around. I mean, so, Kurt, Kurt Russell could be the biologist. The, the main reason I'm fighting to keep Kurt Russell here is if we do not make him Captain Thor or whatever you said Thor. his name, Thor. Thor, he can't wear a pirate hat during the press junkets. And I really, really had my heart set I mean, he on still do that. seeing Kurt Russell on Conan very with a pirate hat. Like, I I went to bed dreaming of that. And it's like, if I ever do one mark in Hollywood, it's to, to leave Kurt Russell with a pirate hat. So I'm going to have him play, play Tilda Swinton's first mate. Kind of relive his Captain Ron. That was the greatest Kurt Russell movie of all time. I don't um, think I've seen that one. Oh, you're missing something, my friend. And yeah, sure, we'll we'll throw Tilda Swinton in there already. We we have money. We'll, we'll just we'll we'll cut some of those smaller roles and just take that salary and give it to Tilda Swinton. And just the sheer force of that cast and the cool the fact that it's experimental film and instead of like full on VR, let's tie it in with a mobile game because more people play mobile games and it's more broad. And that's the only change I make. All right, you keeping the title. Yeah, whatever. I can't. Still never. Can't remember what it is. I'm just one. I my every ounce of my brain is obsessed with making sure I see Kurt Russell in a pirate hat. All right. So I'm gonna plug this all back into the movie machine, and things are a little different this time around. the The movie actually does worse. A lot of the people who came in for B movies were sad that Kurt Russell wasn't there. Although you do get some people who are Tilda Swinton fans coming in. Um, but your your video game market is bigger because you focused on that that it pulls in. So you, Kurt Russell was still in the movie. True. Yes, but his his presence was was reduced in the film. And the people who like these kinds of movies would would come in for Kurt Russell, um, and don't immediately rush in for Tilda Swinton. Well, that's so, that's their loss. Yeah, because <laughs> I love both yeah. Kurt and Tilda. I love them both too. Just saying. So you about make your money back, much like before, just a larger portion of it is from the video game and less of it is, is from the movie. Um, more more people get sick in the audience from the, the forced perspective of the alien. Um, so a lot of people with motion sickness have trouble with that and it doesn't, doesn't sit well with them. 
Uh, but overall, it's about the same results monetarily. We should have <laughs> thought up branded barf bags to sell. That's how they <laughs> it's, I'm sh- Yeah, that's never happened for Movie Mission Let before. So, uh, <laughs> the fact that it's come up more than once, it's just <laughs> really depressing, I guess. But, you know. Anyway, so there you have it, folks. This has been The Movie Machine. And as always, we will end our show with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. <laughs> It's like a meat waterfall in Flavortown. Bye, everybody. I don't know why we do it, but we do it now.